Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. Now, I've all heard about the classic 60 40 portfolio. Well, throw that out a window. According to BlackRock, that is going to serve investors poorly over the long term. And that is, despite what we're seeing right now, a simultaneous rebound for equities and bonds this year. So the traditional investing approach of a portfolio of 60% stocks and 40% fixed income has made a pretty good comeback this year. But according to BlackRock Investment Institute, that is something that we need to look at more closely and readjust and perhaps do things differently in what might be a new normal of sorts. So let's check in with Ben Powell. He is the Chief APAC Investment Strategist for BlackRock Investment Institute. Good morning, Ben. How are you doing today? Uh, all-time highs every day. Yeah, doing well. Good to be with you, Ryan. <laughs> hey, glad to have you on the show, Ben. Now let's talk about this 60-40 portfolio view. Now you've got a bit of a contrarian view of sorts. Uh, walk us through. Why is the 60-40 portfolio not working for you anymore? Yeah, no, it's a, clearly an important question. The point we're trying to make at, uh, at BlackRock uh, is that the world survey has become more complicated uh, and more volatile over the last couple of years. We're seeing uh, sticky inflation all over the world, geopolitical issues, uh, and so on. And what we think this means for the portfolio is just having a kind of static uh, set-and-forget approach is not going to serve us well uh, as we move forward into a more volatile world. So the point is, uh, we think that uh, 60-40 might be a good scenario or a good solution at certain times, but at other times, uh, it's not. So we just want to be mm. more dynamic and nimble and more flexible, I guess, in our approach, given what we see as a more, uh, uh, sadly, a more uncertain, unpredictable uh, world uh, that's with us and likely to remain with us for some time. Yeah, I'm just looking at some numbers. So if you look at since 2008 until the start of last year, the 60-40 portfolio on average gave back about 8%. That doesn't seem too shabby. So what's going to be happening if we keep the 60-40 in the next few years? No, it was great. Uh, before, we, it was called the era of the great moderation. Uh, everything was stable. Uh, interest rates kept down. And there was really an everything bull market. So you just needed to be long mm. uh, and not touch it. And that was kind of the right approach. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as I mentioned, we now think that era is over. Uh, and we've entered a world which is, is going to be much more uh, volatile and is going to require this more right. dynamic approach to, uh, to asset allocation. So we think it is a different situation now uh, looking forward than the one that we had for 20, even 30 years going back before, let's say before COVID, uh, into that era of the great moderation, uh, which uh, sadly is now, uh, we think is now over. I imagine, Ben, that last year was a good reminder that, hey, things don't always work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah, that's right. And I think it was particularly interesting that the so-called, uh, you know, the safer bit of the portfolio, or hopefully what's supposed to be the boring bit, the bond bit, was actually uh, kind of the most uh, tricky, the most challenging aspect. Uh, we worry that's likely to uh, continue to be something of a challenge as uh, interest rates continue to move higher, uh, at least in uh, significant developed market economies. So we definitely, of course, we recognize yields are higher. We should all be thinking about how we source income, uh, but we're going to need to be a little bit more selective, a little bit more granular, I mean, across the whole portfolio, but in particular, in bonds, for sure, income is back. That's great. Uh, but we still need to be a little bit cautious or a little bit, uh, how can I say, selective mm. because 2022 was a clear example of, uh, you know, there can be some risk e even in so-called risk-free assets uh, in terms of price moving down. Yeah, just to give listeners an idea of how bad it was, last year, the 60-40 portfolio declined 
16%. On average, over the decade, things were up 6.1%. So last year, the 60-40 portfolio really took a bit of a hammering. Now, Ben, you talk about taking a more active approach. I imagine that, that means um, doing more active stock picking. So that's going to take some skills. What are you looking out for? That's exactly right. So I think that we're making two main points. One is to be more uh, nimble, which is to maybe take uh, decisions a little bit more frequently. I, I don't want to overmake that point. We're not saying that we need to be churning the portfolio or anything like this. But it is just inherently, uh, we think, the case that in a more volatile world, we might need to make a few more decisions a bit more often. And then to your question, Ryan, that's exactly right. Rather than just having a broad kind of exposure to risk, we're going to be a, need to be a bit more uh, selective around, uh, in particular, those companies and sectors which we think can be resilient to a higher inflation world. So that's sectors like uh, healthcare, mm. energy, maybe uh, those high quality cash flows, which companies are going to continue to make and generate for us as investors, even as inflation hangs around uh, Sadly, we think for some time to come. Yeah, there is that view that tech is the new defensive um, place to be. What's your take on that? Yeah, look, tech, they've got lots of good products, which uh, all of us, I think, are uh, quasi-addicted to. I've got four kids and some (laughs) of the entertainment apps are... uh, are uh, mandatory, right? So they, they are great companies doing great work. Uh, we're a little bit concerned about valuations, I guess. So that's why we're under right. US equities at the moment. But for sure, there are some great companies, uh, which I think we all want to be the right side of. But valuation uh, is obviously a, a, a part of the conversation as well, I guess, Ryan. All right. And of course, uh, the property sector is a huge part of the equation as well. Where do you see things in that side of business? So, so globally, uh, we continue to be a little bit uh, nervous in the short term, meaning the next year or so, uh, as mentioned, interest rates continue to rise and probably go higher. But looking forward, we think that actually can be a great opportunity to think about adding uh, some of these more illiquid private assets, let's, let's say, including real estate. So clearly, again, need to be selective in particular. But in the round, as we think about sourcing inflation resilience, clearly many people have their home or property is a key part of that kind of thinking. I think the next year seeing interest rates go up globally should see a bit of a headwind for property as sort of bad news but maybe good news as we look forward uh, maybe allowing us some opportunities to add to that inflation resilience through property over the uh, uh, the year or two ahead yeah but when we talk about a 60 40 portfolio that needs a bit of a rethinking are you thinking of different allocations like a different percentage or within that mix just leaning forwards to em a bit more so, so I'd say a couple of things. It, it isn't so much like a number, right? So it isn't like we're moving from 60-40 to 80-20 or whatever, some other number. It's the process, right? So again, it's that point around dynamism, taking mm. decisions a bit more often uh, and granularity is your excellent question just uh, I just spoke to. But I would say a couple of things. Firstly, uh, inflation resilience we think is going to be more important going forward. So we would own uh, a few more assets which have that inflation resilience, be that some of the sectors we just talked about, yeah. uh, maybe inflation-protected securities, maybe real estate, you know, gold, some people like, obviously that but that kind of having that thought of uh, it's a bit uh, inconvenient inflation's going to hang around okay that's the let's adjust the portfolio accordingly that's kind of front and center as to how we're thinking uh, and then exactly how you do that should depend on the price right so on different uh, days or months or quarters the relative attraction of those different inflation hedges will uh, will be different and that's why we think you need to be a bit more dynamic in terms of the uh, uh, the portfolio process. So it isn't a number, right? I think this is the key point. It isn't a number. There's no, mm. so, sorry for this, there isn't just a straightforward answer. It's a more dynamic world uh, because the world is more complicated and more volatile. And that's going to require all of us, I'm afraid, to have to work a bit harder uh, to achieve the outcomes we all want. Oh, it does sound like bonds are no longer going to provide the same level of diversification. So are you looking at new alternatives? Does crypto come into mind here? Not so much to say about crypto, but I think uh, broadly this inflation resilience 
you know, you talked about going back to 2008, the, the, the fantastic returns that 1640 generated. That era of the great moderation, you know, I can call it the everything bull market. That era is, uh, we think at BlackRock, uh, we think it's over. So sorry to be the conveyor of bad news, but we think it's important news uh, and something as investors we all need to be thinking about uh, and adjusting portfolios uh, accordingly. All right, just to wrap things up, we've got the FOMC meeting coming in early part of May. What are you expecting, of course, um, what are you expecting as well for Asian banks in terms of their policies? So we think the Fed does 25 next week. They've got a real problem, right? So, so we, we had some uh, data overnight. Uh, inflation's higher than we thought and growth lower than we thought. So that's the conundrum the Fed's faced with. For us, they're going to very much focus on inflation. Inflation is too high. Uh, that's the bigger problem at the moment. Uh, we think Chair Powell and his colleagues are not confused about that. They're going to continue to try to be hawkish, uh, act hawkishly, talk hawkishly and move rates higher in order to slay the inflation dragon. That's the fight they need to win. We think they're going to do 25 basis points uh, next week and then not do any cuts for the remainder of 2023. So kind of move rates higher and leave them there so tighter interest rate policy uh, can do the work they need it to do uh, in terms of fighting this inflation battle, which for the moment is not won, right? This is ongoing and they need to do more, we think, uh, and stay the course. So uh, that's our expectation for next week and the, uh, the months ahead. All right, Ben, one more fun question. We are heading into May. So you're my last interview for April. So is this time to what I call sell in May and go away? Is that, does that have any truth in it? So we, we would be relatively buying in emerging markets. So we, we think that the developed market headwinds are pretty clear. Inflation's high, policy's going to have to be tight even as growth comes down. So that's the story in DM. Emerging markets to us looks much more favorable. Uh, China restart is uh, pretty strong, seems to be pretty strong. Uh, strangely, there's much less of an inflation problem in emerging markets than there are uh, developed markets, and that should give central banks in emerging markets more room for maneuver. So we might be selling in DM, but not going away. We'd be taking that money and putting it into emerging markets. Right. Uh, we see uh, more relative opportunity for now. All right, great overview. We've been chatting with Ben Powell. He is the Chief APAC Investment Strategist for BlackRock Investment Institute. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Ben. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.